This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What is going on? Welcome back to The Reel Down on Paddle and Finn. Uh, with me tonight, co-hosting, I've got my boy, Chuck Wise. How you doing, man? Good, man. Like always, how you been? Good, man. Living the dream. Going to Disney Sunday, so I'm like... Dang. Yeah, I'm jacked up. Well, and sad I'm about to spend all my money. But Yep. You probably already spent that already, though. Yeah, most of it. it yeah. I, there's, there's another 1500 or so to be spent, I'm sure. Yeah, you, you got to get all like the, the funny hats and all that good stuff. Yeah, there you go. All right, so tonight uh, we, we got some great guys with us. They won the first and second place uh, from the All-American kayak, se- kayak Series on Lake Palestine. And we have Andy Moore and Michael Cates. Go ahead and bring them in. Well, we got Michael. Andy, he'll be in here in just a second. Right, how y'all doing? Good, good. Who's got the bongos? Oh, yeah, I saw you had a guitar, so I'm a, I'm a percussionist. So I had to freaking oh. put a conga in the picture, right? Man, yeah, I can slap a bass out here if I need. To. <laughs> I only, I it's I haven't I haven't played it in so long. It, it's so bad out of tune. But yeah. hey, it doesn't. I mean, I always I just play alone in the basement. Nobody can hear me anyway, so it doesn't matter what we sound like. Yeah. The only reason I'm keeping it, my kids got like a little drum set on the other side. Of, uh, the oh shit, that was the worst thing you could do. Just, uh, uh, I mean, my dad bought me a drum set when I was like five, and it was. I mean, I played that thing all the time. It drove them up the wall, but. It's great getting your kids into music, though. So, yeah. hats off to that. Yeah, cool. All right, so uh, we've never had y'all on the show, so go ahead and tell everybody who you are. Andy, we'll start with you. 
and how, how you know just regular what kind of kayak how you got into kayak fishing what you do whenever you're not fishing right um i mean i fished my whole life i've been fishing since i was like one you know before i could talk and walk um uh i i bet you know kind of a but i'm multi-species fisherman i fish everything i fish year round i ice fish i fly fish i where there's, I mean, I've, uh, saltwater fish. I've been to Alaska. I've, I've been all around the world fishing, Mexico. I've tangled with some killer fish and I mean, fishing's my life, man. I just, if I didn't have it, I don't know what I'd do. Um, so, uh, fast forward, you know, what, 40 so odd years. I've, you know, boat, boat guy my whole life pretty much. And, uh, had to get a knee replacement mm. and that, made it pretty problematic to, you know, unload a boat, run the trolling motor and all that stuff. So it was just kind of a natural progression to get into a kayak. I started an old town predator, just a paddle kayak. And man, I tell you what, that I was hooked for life. It just, it suits my style. It suits me. I'm kind of a loner, um, love nature. You're so close to the water, quiet. Um, and I, I just, I got rid of my boat. I gave my boat to my boy. I said, I don't want this thing anymore. And of course he was, he was like 20, 22 so he's all happy as can be he's got a new boat you know showing it off and all so that's all good but then i got tired of getting uh you know i fished tournaments in the paddle kayak probably for two or three years and i was at a big disadvantage you know to these hobie guys you know you hands-free fishing you don't get as tired so i'm like um I, i'm on a hobie and they're you know they're I, they're so dang expensive i don't know how to do it but that knee replacement i was on this recumbent bike for rehabilitation i'm like I told my wife, you know, Hey, you know, the Hobie might work pretty good to help me keep me going. She's like, okay. So it was, I was like, oh, it worked. So I got a Hobie and tell you what, man, that was, it helped my knee. And it, it just, I, it changed, it was a game changer for me. Cause I could really compete better. Um, love it. So I still fish out of the, the Hobie PA 14. Um, love it. I've had it since probably 2000. I think I had 2015. I got, got the, uh, PA 14, 2015, still use it. Love it. Um, and then uh, here I am. I've, I've, I've heard from some other people that, the you know, the way the Mirage drive is, it's a little bit easier on your knees. Oh yeah. It's, it's great. I don't even get, I mean, I don't get tired. I mean, you know, the first time out of the year you get a little leg burn. Um, yeah. and then as the season progresses, I mean, I can go like 20, 30 miles in a weekend and not even feel anything, you know? Um, I mean, I've had a lot, I, I've had a lot of surgeries in my life. I just, you know, I play hard, work hard, um, uh, my shoulders, but I just actually had a shoulder surgery, um, beginning of January. I told my doctor I had this big tournament in February. I'm like, I, I could, so last year at Dell American, I was hurting so bad. I couldn't even, cause it was a two day tournament. I'm, I, I'm not a big fan of two day tournaments, but I'm, I'm getting used to them. I, I kind of like them now. It's just a totally different strategy comes into play. Um, but my shoulder, I was, I was dying. I couldn't even move. And I had to drive home and it's just, it's like, I need the surgery now, but I don't want to mess up. Well, I'm a huge ice fisherman too. So it's like, I'm going to miss the ice season. Um, but so I had that, I had my shoulder done and actually I was on the ice two weeks later. Um, but I'm not slipping on the ice cause I have cleats on. So, you know, whatever I could, I, I was jigging with one hand, no problem. Uh, but, um, so yeah, so it worked out great. This tournament, man, it was, no pain, no nothing. So it, yeah, it was, it was, it was great. I'm glad that I got it done. So guys, I, I, ice fishing, where, where do you live at? I'm in Nebraska. So I'm, I'm kind of cursed here. Cause our ice season is really short. I only get like, if I'm lucky two months, 
most time we get safe. I mean, not, you know, safe ice. I don't No ice is ever safe. Um, I've fallen through three times in my life. I, uh, wow. one time, yeah, one time I, you know, d- dumb, young and dumb, you know, I pushed it, but I tell you what, I think every ice fisherman should fall through. So you know what it feels like when it, especially when it hits your, you know what, I mean, cause you want to get out fast, <laughs> but, uh, the, the second time I fell through is pretty scary. I, uh, took me, you know, this was before any of the safety stuff was out. I mean, this was in like 19, probably 90, 1989 when I fell through the second time. And, you know, now we have spikes, we have floating suits and everything, but man, it, yeah, it, it was scary. So no, I'm, I'm a huge ice head. I mean, honestly, I, I get asked the question a lot, would you rather ice fish or open water fish? And it, it's a tough one. I mean, if, if my ice season here was as long as open water, I'd probably go with ice fishing. Just it's, it's a diff, it's a different beast, man. I get, I get a great workout. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I love element. I love fishing in the elements. I love just fishing in crappy weather. I don't know. Just, it's just something about it. It's just the connection with nature. You're like, you're actually fighting the, the, the weather and the fish and, and all together. And I, I don't know. I just embrace it, you know, and being Nebraska, what else is there to do in the winter? You know? So I'm just like, I'm fishing, you know, but that's, that's the only way I knew. That's how I grew up. We, we, we fished year round. So I do travel. I used to fish a lot of tournaments when I was younger up in Minnesota. I did the eel pot festival many years. I fished the goal Lake uh the derby there and one year it was uh the actual temp was 35 below zero the wind chills were 60 and uh, actually 70 80 below zero this was like in 1994 and uh they didn't allow any shelters and that was freaking brutal i literally had to i mean the hard alcohol was freezing and i had to drag my dad off and some of the other dads they were so drunk because that's all they were doing was just drinking and they didn't know that they were getting drunk and i didn't drink at all i was fishing you know i don't drink when i fish and yeah, it's pretty crazy. The heart people are putting the hard alcohol in their clothes to keep it from not freezing. I have never seen hard alcohol freeze. Um, it's pretty crazy. But see, I I mean I've I ice fish all over, man. I just I actually went to Colorado this year and caught my uh, personal best ice uh, tiger muskie through the ice over at uh, Antero. And I guess from what I've heard, nobody catches them through the ice there. And I guess I was like a hero that day. Guides were like running into me and stuff, going, "Dude, you caught a." tiger muskie at antero let me stay to nobody believe me and i show them the picture and like dude i have been guiding that lake for like 20 years and i have never caught a tiger muskie out of there and i mean it's like it was just the right place right time i i uh i changed it up i was fishing a little salmo with an orange belly catching trout i was on a good pattern and the clouds came in snow started falling and all the trout were kind of looking at my lure and they weren't taking it and i'm like i need to put a little scent on there because the you know, the trout, they feed mostly by their olfactory sense. So they're really into the, into the smell, but sometimes you can get on a reaction bite and just piss them off. If you, if you jig real hard, they'll hit it. Um, but yeah, so I put on this little, uh, just a two inch, uh, gold minnow on a little bright orange head. And I saw my flasher, this freaking huge mark come up and I'm like, this is going to be a huge brown or rainbow, man. And it, it, it took my line. I, I was outside my, my son and his friends were in the hut and I just yelled big fish you know, a big fish and they all come running out and I'm fighting this thing. I don't know what the heck it is. You know, I like, I have the biggest trout of my life on it, ran into some weeds. Um, and I, I had three pound floral on and I'm like, it was stuck in the weeds and I start pulling my son's like, you're going to break the line. I was like, dude, I don't have a choice. I can't, I have to, I, I have to take control. This fish is just going to spool me. I mean, I it'll take all my line out once it gets out of the weeds. So I took control of it came out of the weeds, got up to the hole. It's it, this thing was so freaking big. I like looked down at it and I made eye contact with it and it like looked at me and I'm like, 
I, uh, hey, pretty lady, uh, I, I'm not getting you up. So this, it was a fun fight. Thank you so much. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going to try. So I, you never do this ice fishing. I, I put my arm down the hole and I, I had to pull my line backwards. And I thought my, I thought my lure was going to, nine times out of 10, your lure is going to pop out of the mouth, you know? So I, I did it and it worked. And all of a sudden it popped up the hole. I went and grabbed it and I held it up. And my son, all of a sudden, was like, oh my God, it, it was epic, man. I, we got some good picks and I released it right away. So I, I just love that rush. I, yeah. I mean, efficient in general. It's just that it's that it, it, ever since I was a kid, that hit, you know, and that, that feeling you get when you get a hit like on a crankbait or a jig and it just goes through your body, man. That's, that's what I live for. But so I've taken up all the time. I can no, I can no, talk all night, cool. dude. I have I have I have stories for hours. So um, we give let's give Michael a chance to talk. He looks like he's falling asleep over there. Yeah, you know, we'll, we'll have you on. Another, we'll, we'll we'll get you on another podcast here. But I'm sure. We'll yeah. Have, oh we'll, yeah, that's cool. We'll, whatever. Love to have you, man. Yeah, man. I could talk all day. I got stories galore, man. I I blog a lot on my stories and my tournaments and um yeah i i mean dude that's that's nothing i have i mean like i said i've traveled the world fishing so i mean i i could go on for years cool well yeah that's amazing well michael how about you man i uh my dad taught me how to fish there's a story that my mom tells that uh back when i wore diapers that he walked he changed my diaper and washed me off in the lake one time (laughs) (laughs) and uh so I, he taught me how, and I grew up uh, fishing Lake Fork. That's where I learned how to bass fish, and uh, and several other East Texas lakes. I've almost, when I was a younger younger teenager, I would fish for stripers and other stuff. But I've almost exclusively bass fished for since I can remember. Uh, I like to chase that big one, and let's see, I. I sold my boat in 2012 and got a kayak the same day, and I, I've never looked back. I could have got a boat, you know, a couple of times since then, man. But I just, I just got a bigger kayak instead. You know, it's something about <laughs> just, you know, being closer to the water, quieter, a lot quieter. You know, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a little bit different sport, and it is more challenging from the time you set the hook till the time you get a hold of the fish. There's a lot more moving parts, man. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It's harder to, it's harder to get, especially a big one, to, to get a hold of him in a kayak than it is in a boat. By leaps and bounds, harder. For sure. And I, uh, you know, I started off uh, paddling, but that didn't last long, man. I, uh, I remember, I remember fishing a tournament on uh, Ray Hubbard here in East Dallas, and uh, I could. Uh, I could see the dude, he was pedaling it, you know, and I could see him fishing this dock that I wanted to fish. And I just blew through it, you know, so many times. And when I went back, you know, later, of course, he was able to fish. I I decided then I was going to get some pedals, and I did. And uh, I fish now out of a native Titan 13. Oh, uh, yeah, feels like I'm standing on the deck of a boat, man. I heard they don't make one anymore, so I'm fixing to go buy my buddies that he never used, just so I'll have another one. Chuck's, and, a, uh, Chuck's in a Titan too. Yeah, I got the I got the ten and a half. Yeah, I man, I you know when I had to pedal that I also have a motor now, but when I had to pedal the thing, I was uh, you know, I was at a disadvantage, about a three mile range one way, you know, but now uh, with the motor, it's 
dude, it's it's the next best thing to a boat, you know. Except I can get shallower and get in between stuff a lot better. I I enjoy it a lot. I fish mostly in the winter. I'm in the air conditioning and heating business, and uh, so here in our part of the world, I work like a mule all summer. But in the winter, I I get to fish quite a bit during the week. You know, from uh, I say. My favorite time to fish in our part of the world is uh, Thanksgiving to Valentine's and that, that time when it's good and cold. There's not very many people out, you know, and it's a little bit easier to catch a big one at that time, at least where I go, you know. Yeah. And that's about it, man. Well, what, what's your home like, or what lake do you fish the most? Fort. Fort? Fort okay. In, in Palestine. Okay. You can, uh, what's your biggest? 12.9. Oh, out of four nice out of four that's awesome 2002 march 3rd congrats dan, man book us a trip dan <laughs> it's awesome <man. laughs> yeah i uh you know I, I spend a lot of time out there though you know I, I've caught oh yeah big ones. if you fish where they're at enough you're gonna catch one you know that's just it's just the law of averages did you watch any of the uh, mlf event all the mm-hmm. guys were fishing in the timber mm-hmm. yeah i I actually had a tournament. Uh, I fished at BASS on Fort during the last ice storm we had. Man, we only have one every mm-hmm. now and then. We had two <laughs> this year, and uh, so I, I had been going all the way up till then regularly. You know, wow. I have another tournament there, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. And I did pretty well. You know, I'm uh, I'm pretty much in tune with what's going on. I believe. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah you, like, uh, almost when you, like when you understand the lake or like when you know what's going yeah. on. That's that's always a good feeling. Yeah, it, it, you know, over the years I've never done real well at Palestine in a tournament because uh, you like we were talking off air. The best places to catch a big one aren't the best places to win a tournament just on Saturday. You know, it's just too much going on, man. And I fell for that a number of times and had to scratch around. So I did something completely different this time. I fished the main lake, you know. I fished all main lake stuff the whole time, you know, real shallow, about knee deep, you know. Main lake docks, the uh, the walkways, you know, real shallow. And I had it all to myself, you know, and they they still have plenty of fish out there. I don't know where they spawn. I, don't, I guess they spawn against the seawall. I've never never fished like that before this year you know i was just looking for something different you know so so you fish down lake in palestine uh, mid lake okay on the the main though the main arm well here let's go over over the numbers here uh day one it was i'll kind of go over all the numbers uh blake collins was in first with 88 and a half ryan thompson in second with 84 and a half michael you were in third with 83 and a quarter and andy you were in fourth with 82 and a half so, I mean, going in day two, six inches back, uh, Andy, and then, you know, um, a little bit less. I'm from Mississippi. I can't count. And then uh, day two. Yeah. <clears throat> Terrible. I didn't go to Auburn. I, I went to small school. Um, day two, uh, Desmond James, 94 and a three-quarter mega bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Westerman, second with 85. Andy in third with 84 and three-quarter. And, Brian Hillman in fourth with 83 and a quarter. He was going to be on tonight, but had something with his family come up. We've had him on before. And Michael, super consistent with 81 and a quarter. 
Then for a total, Andy, you had 167 and a quarter, Michael 164 and a half, and then Brian was in third with 150 and three quarter. But at uh I mean it's, it sounds like the numbers were pretty good looking at it, but whenever you look at Tourney X and look at all the numbers, I mean it was brutal. Day one, only mm. seven people well here. Day, yeah, both days only six people had a full limit both days, and that was at 55 anglers. And then, yeah, so it was a you know, Brian was in third, and then after at it, you know, there was a huge gap between Michael and Brian, and then after Brian, it even fell off even further. So, uh, so yeah, congrats on a great tournament and what were obviously tough conditions. What, what made it so tough? Why, well. So, you asking me? so bad out there. Well, yeah, I, go think, ahead. I think, go uh, well, I, <clears throat> so I, I think just the water cooled down. The uh, all the the three major creeks at that lake that they stay 60 degrees all year. Any day the sun shines, it doesn't matter how cold it is, or they just gain heat every day. Hmm. And then, whenever uh, that last ice storm came, see, I'd been there uh, the week just a few days prior to that and uh it was good it was just dynamite fishing and i think the water cooled down so fast that it freaked them out because they don't go anywhere you know they live there in, in shallow that's a shallow lake you know but i think it gave them some shock or something i don't know i it was real hard i mean i got uh i got a dozen or so bites each each tournament day but a lot of little fish. It was real hard to get a good fish to bite for me, you know. And the biggest majority of my bites came. I just uh, just pitch it up against the post and just let it set, you know, without moving it. Then your line just takes off. They just didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to snap, you know. They just. Mm -mm. Wouldn't, I wouldn't even feel them bite it. Just see it move, you know. Mm. That's. Uh, I mean, there's just so many fish there. If you make enough presentations, you'll get a bite, you know, but it's just they weren't very aggressive at all. Yeah, just looking at the lake, I've never been there, but, you know, looks like it's got some good grass, tons of docks. Mm -hmm. if, if you love to fish docks, uh, that's your jam right there. Mm -hmm. And they live on them. It's, yeah. it's a good lake, man. The average, you know, average, I don't get excited or anything under 95 on a, 95 inches on a you know on a regular day on a wednesday you know okay it's uh it's a it's a real real good lake for three or four or five pounders you know okay so what was uh what was water tent where you were at 50 49 50 the first day 49 the second day wow and was it muddy or clear or in between clear, clear as clear? i've ever seen it like wow huh. it's hmm. a real uh tinted green it's a fertile fertile looking water Bass, bassy green you hear it said yeah it's good now all the creeks are generally muddy in years past but this year i guess we hadn't had as much rain they're clear now clearer than i've oh. ever seen them hmm. andy well I, I guess we'll start with you with your day one well i mean great minds think alike i fished the main lake too i pre-fish and i i went up to the kickapoo and it was it was pretty muddy up there for me i must not have been in I mean, it's the first time I've ever fished this lake. And I, I mean, I, I started studying after our Nebraska championship in September, I started studying this lake, like hardcore, putting a lot of hours trying to figure it out, you know, but I knew it'd be pre-spawn. I knew I'd catch some big ones up in the crooks. They'd be staging and be getting to spawn. It was all good to go. 
that cold front came through and I mean, it was like 80 or 70, like the day before I got there and it dropped to like 28 degrees. So I know that it's going to scatter them. They're going to be like, like what Michael said, they're going to be in shock. Um, it's going to freak them out a little bit, but they'll still be in the areas. They're just going to be scattered. Um, pre-fishing, I tried up to kick a poo. I, I mean, I had bites, um, but it really wasn't what I wanted to fit. You know, it just, it just wasn't feeling good. Um, ended up hitting a stump really hard, uh, bent my drive really bad. And I dumbass me, I flipped my drive over and put it in reverse to go forward to try to bend it back and hit another stump. But the rods and still in the same place. So I bent it so bad that my drive wouldn't move. And I had to like paddle back probably a mile, but I was with the wind. I mean, there was two footers. So I was just riding like a surf. I was done pre-fishing. So I just kind of had to, you know, regroup, recess what I was going to do pre-fishing day two. Pre-fishing day two, I hit Celine Bay. It was really cool. I mean, nice. It was like its own little lake, and I had good bites off the docks all day. I'm like, cool. I can come here and catch a limit, no problem. Um, and I, the, the weather for me is like my game. It's like right up my alley. I, I thrive in bad conditions, um, and I knew that people were going to struggle. You know, me- mentally. I mean, that's the, the bad weather. That's where it gets you. Gets you mentally. You start thinking about your cold hands, your cold feet, your wet body. And as soon as you start thinking about that, you're done fishing. I mean, you might as well just put your rods down because you're not focusing on your fishing and I don't, that doesn't even phase me. And like, like Michael said, I was getting bites that I couldn't feel them. You had to watch your line. So I had to have laser focus, like watching my line and like 20 mile power winds, two footers. I'm just staring at my line, just focus on that. And you see your line move and I give it a two count and I lay into it and I have a fish. It was weird. I mean, I had some, I had some good solid bites. I mean, I tried, I tried, you know, my, I'm a jig fisherman, but you know, that's my main thing. I got no bites on a jig. I had a downsize. I had to use my small walleye rod with, I think I had like seven pound floor on it and a small, like eight ounce head with a plastic on it. I caught all my fish on. I did upgrade a few on the lip list during the tournament, but I caught all my fish, just finesse fishing. Just, I seriously had to hypnotize them to bite. Um, and I, like, like Mike said, I was on the main lake. Uh, it looked clear water, beautiful water. I loved it. You probably like six inch, seven inch, eight inch visibility, which is perfect for what I do. Um, I do a lot of smallmouth fishing up North. So it's like, you can see down like 15, 20 feet. So you really have to be quiet. Uh, you very light line, six pound fluoro drop shot finesse. So, I mean, the, the fishing set up, set up perfect for me, but I knew day two that it's good. The sun was out and I knew these, that, you know, the Oklahoma, Texas guys were going to lay some big numbers. So my, my uh, strategy day one was to get my five because I knew I couldn't in these weather conditions, no problem. Like Mike said, I had, I probably had 15 fish both days, bites, some, a lot of dinks. I, I did, I think I did miss my personal best bass. It, it, it totally just, it, it, it took control of me. I, I wasn't ready for it. And I, that's not like me. I'm always ready for a big fish. And I wasn't caught me off guard and just totally just kind of laughed at me and spit me. And I was just like, whatever, but um so you can still win the tournament and that's still like (laughs) i but i i I honestly was that was not my thinking i knew that like i mean mike's from texas i'm fishing against guys that like this is their home lake man they know this lake like the back of their hand you know and i i knew i was at a big disadvantage there but i had a good i had a really good mindset going into it i was in a good place um and uh I knew if I got a limit day one, I, I might have a chance at getting top 10. And that's my goal every tournament, top 10. You know, I, I just kind of said it that top 10, um, but kind of, you just kind of focus on that. But going into day two, I was a little worried. I'm like, you know, man, I, I, I got to get some big ones. I went to the same spot because I know these bass here in Texas. I fished Fork a few times and uh, I fished the TOC there in 2016. 
Um, and I know they're territorial here more in Texas than they are in Nebraska. So I had some good bites and I knew they'd be there tomorrow. I didn't sting them or anything. I knew they'd be in the same spots and they were, um, so day two, I went to the same spot. This, this, this place I was at was just packed with fish. I mean, there was just, there's fish everywhere. So I had, I mean, we could, I could have had four or five guys there fishing. We all would, there's plenty of fish for everybody. Um, so day two, you know, I, 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 my first fish was a, that 20 and a quarter. And I was like, Oh boy, this is a good start. And my second bite was that it was an eight, it was an eight or nine pounder easy. And I lost that. And I about threw up. Um, but it was early. It was only like nine o'clock. So I'm like, it's good to, it's good to lose your fish early than it is later because you can forget about it quicker and move on. Um, so I, I, you know, I, had my limit by noon, uh, ate my lunch, took a deep breath, relax. I'm not a big, I'm not a big tech guy. I, I just finally got good at submitting my fish on the water. I never did that before. And everyone called me a sandbagger, but I'm like, I'm not a sandbagger. I just can't do it. I, I focus on fishing. I'm not, I'm not looking at the leaderboard. I'm not taking, I'm not taking, I'm fishing every second counts. You know, I'm not taking the time to download these fish. I got an hour afterwards. I'll do it then, but I'm so glad I'm doing it now because that is the most stressful part of my tournaments was after tournament sitting in my truck, going through all these photos, trying to submit them. Did I, did I submit duplicate fish? I mean, that would freak me out. I mean, everybody knew to stay away from Andy when he's doing this because he's, he's a freak. <laughs> like don't, don't get near him. So I'm so glad it's so easy because the tournament's over and I'm just like, I don't have to do anything. I'm done. I've submitted all my fish. I'm good. But you know, reception does play an issue sometimes like our Nebraska championship. I had no reception, so I had to do it, but so going into day two, you know, I needed a good limit, but I, I just needed fish clean to get my five and I'd be in the top 10, you know, and I just, I guess it was just destiny, man. I just, I just, I, you know, I've always blown it day two in tournaments too. I always, historically, if you look back at me, I'm always do pretty good day one, you know, but it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And I always had to remind myself, you got to finish hard, man. You got to finish strong. And I stars aligned. I got lucky and I, I, I pulled this one off, man. I, I've, I've worked my ass off and I finally, you know, I earned it and I'm, I'm pretty happy for myself. I've had a pretty rough couple of years in tournaments. You know, I'm, I've, I've been so close so many times and it's just, I mean, I've, I've won, I've won some events. I've won some big events. I won the MKFS, the Midwest kayaking fishing series in 2017. I've won a couple of big events, but it's been a long time, you know, I mean, it feels really good. Um, but I mean, that's not what defines me. And it's not about, about winning. It's all about just, uh, you know, catching fish. I don't really care. I just have fun, man. I just love fishing and I'm so competitive that it just helps with my competitive outlet. So I'm just blessed I can fish and blessed that I, I did well enough to, you know, get a, get a check and, uh, feel, it feels, it feels pretty good, man. I, I, I needed it really bad. And it was, it's what, $200 entry fee? Uh, 175. 175. Are, are you fishing all of them now? Or just um, the... I, I'm trying. I fished the Nebraska circuit, and there's a couple of tournaments overlay. I also have a club here. Uh, I fished at the Omaha Toads Angling Alliance, and we have a big tournament, Roy Lake. So I might I might miss the St. Clair one. I'm a big smallmouth mm -hmm. fisherman. That one's going to kill me because I know I can do really I good on right St. Clair. Too, right? Oh, my God. My son fishes there all the time. He's the, I mean, he shows me pictures of like six-pound, five-pound smallies. <sighs> so, I mean, if I can make it, I probably wouldn't even need to pre-fish it. I, I suppose I could get in the truck after uh, South, Dakota, South Dakota and Roy and fly up to Michigan. But, man, that's like a 15-hour drive. I don't know if I can handle it, but it's tempting. Um, but I'm going to try to do as many as I can. I love, I love this circuit. I love the guys that are doing it. 
uh, Joshua and Tyler are, are great guys. I mean, you can't find any better guys in, in, in this, in the world, honestly. I mean, they're just down to earth, great guys. Everyone that fishes this uh, circuit are, are good guys. Um, and that's kind of what gravitated me towards it. Plus it's like kind of a, kind of like the old MKFS days in the Midwest, you know, the guys in the Midwest, I get to fish with those guys again. And I'm so glad they did this. You know, it just, it fits my style, the people it fit, it just, I just fit right in. Um, so yeah, I'm going to try to fish all of them if I can. And I, I know at the end of the year, they have a championship where, uh, that, like all the different clubs, you can bring your yeah. top, top few no, people it's, from your it's local awesome. You can come and fish it. Yeah. yeah we, we, top 10 in any state. Year. Yep. So uh, they, this is their second, this will be their third year. They've done it two years and I've qualified both years. Um, so I finished just out of the top 10 in Nebraska the first year, but I got a roll down spot and I'm like, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to make you guys proud and fish hard. And I did really good. I did the best in Nebraska or second best in Nebraska or Pat Lassick actually, I think got third or something, but I, I did pretty good. I was top 20. So I redeemed myself there. And then last year I qualified for it again, uh, another roll down. I didn't get top 10 and I actually got like 15th best in Nebraska. Like I said, I've had a couple of rough years, man. I mean, I don't know what I just, I wasn't right mentally. I don't know what was going on. Just some, just, I just wasn't there. I just had a lot of stuff going on in my life. And I couldn't really, uh, focus you're, well but you're back on it now i'm back yeah, on it now man yeah i'm feeling yeah. i'm feeling good you know but it could change you know it just that's the thing about fishing these these tournaments you just you you got it i mean it's just like anything in life you have to be mentally sharp you have to be mentally prepared and if you got a bunch of clutter in your head you got you got to release it you know if you want to do well because that'll just bother you and you just you're not focused on fishing you're focused on all the other noise and all the other bs yeah. um but yeah, no, it's a, it's a great series, man. I'm, 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 I'm blessed to be able to fish it and have the opportunity to do it. Okay. Well, Michael, I, I, tell us about your tournament, man. So, uh, I just, he, he's ready. He's got some more rods. You just, did you take that money and buy some rods? Oh yeah. I built my my own rods and that's just what I got oh, in line. There you go. Nice. Hey, so I just fished a tournament on Palestine and uh, I got six of fishing, uh, main lake. But I, uh, you know, the way the wind was blowing, it was going to blow those docks out. So I had to find something else. And I was in, you know, within a mile. I just was looking. I got there Friday and uh, wind blowing out of north. It was cold, man. And uh, I just wanted to find something a little more protected. In the first, you know, I did. I, you know, got a bite as soon as I got there and went and found something else. So I knew where I was going to fish. You know, it was about a mile long stretch. You know, I couldn't couldn't fish it all twice if I wanted to, not very thoroughly. So uh, first day I had a see I had a I think I had a limit at nine forty five man first day of little ones and uh, so I went to this I, I went through the first pass of the of the better what I consider the better docks and uh, had a limit real quick so I just went down the way I didn't want to burn them up just in case and I left three good ones in the water man I, I got broke off once by a real big one and uh I had another one that uh came off when I was slipping the net under it and I went back and got him Saturday it's my biggest fish or Sunday is my biggest fish I'm pretty sure it's the same fish wow. anyway so uh you know the uh it was just you know I I'd start off with a jig that's the way I'd it's just the best way to fish, you know. I fish a Viper XP jig. It's a stand-up jig with rattles in it, and I just throw it out there and just barely shake it enough for the rattles 
to do their thing and just let it set and they want to snatch it up man just come by and snatch it up and take off well they got off of that pretty early i couldn't get you know if i've got 30 minutes without a bite on these prime docks you know i know something's different so i went to a uh, june bug little june bug worm on a stand-up head man and they get they just can't stand it especially those little ones you know and i uh this by the time i mean i was ready to quit uh saturday man at two o'clock i was ready to load up and go i didn't want to go fish back through you know because we got to you know you got to leave something for tomorrow man and i don't know if you can fish those things out or not but it just that's just i didn't feel right going back through them you know knowing i had another day to fish so uh i went and fish you know the best way i know to catch a great big fish in palestine is to fish those hard spots in the sloughs and stuff where the current blows through you know it's the best way i know to catch a great big one and that's just it's everybody knows that it's not a secret and it's just jam-packed back there but i didn't there wasn't anybody on the good part uh saturday afternoon so i went and tried it and i just didn't get a bite at all you know which you know, that's, I, I don't know, it, I didn't, it just, I couldn't find a fish at all. And that's a real, real, real good spot for a great big one. Then Sunday, I uh, took me to 11 to get my limit on Sunday. And uh, then I just turned around and went back through, you know, and I'd upgrade every, every pass, you know. I couldn't, I think I only caught one on a jig all day Sunday. Yeah, it was my first pitch in the morning. I caught one on a jig. And that's the only bite I got on a jig that day. I had to use the worm the whole day. And uh, I never could catch nothing winding, man. I got off, I went to those docks I'd fished the previous tournament and only two of them weren't blowing out. And I uh, threw two casts under it and got two bites. And then I hit the dock with my kayak and that was that, you know. Then I went back through and I remembered, uh, it, was a, it was about a five pounder that I uh, I lost on a, on a ladder of a dock. You know, it's, it's the deepest, deepest, ladder that I, I fish is like seven foot and uh I, sure enough man I went back after he's like 245 when I caught that fish you know is it I'm sure it's the same fish it looked the same you know and he was there and uh this time I I lucky enough to net it you know I just didn't uh I didn't get any big bites on on Sunday it was different man something I don't know either you know they don't eat every day maybe I stuck the ones that were willing to eat and that was it you know i don't know i just didn't get any good bites at all that i know of you know i didn't miss very many fish just it's uh it was a weird it's a weird thing we could all load up and go down there tomorrow and kill them you know it's been 75 degrees for two days i'd man. do it <laughs> i mean it's an unbelievable lake you know it's just yeah just a sheer number of of good size fish you know it's unbelievable my favorite place to fish probably there maybe fork it's a toss-up but i love it now I, I uh i fish there a lot in the winter time you know i don't go too much in the summer because of my work you know i don't i mean i'll go once once a week maybe but not in the winter i i i, I spend a lot of time there it's a fun place to be man so got that, all the good spots yeah <laughs> that viper jig you, you were talking what, what kind of jig is that so the you're yeah, it's a Viper XP jig. It's made by a guy, uh, Mark Mitchell, on Lake Fort. He makes them, and it's uh, it's got a rat on it. Stands up perfect, and the the tail of the crawl just stands there, man. It's too much for him to stand, you know. It's just hmm. lapping at him, and that's what uh, 
you know, that's what I caught all my fish on at uh, <clears throat> the previous uh, BASS tournament on Florida, too. You know, every fish I caught was on that. And uh, I just it's, think it's a stand-up flipping jig, though? Yes. Oh, okay. Viper XP Lures. Okay. Check them out. They're, they're good. I, ever since uh, – I've probably been using them for 20 years now exclusively, especially in the winter, you know. It's the best wood jig I've ever – ever use it's got a tapered the the head is tapered it comes through wood so good and stands up you know you just let it you know this time of year they're not i mean sometimes they'll bite it on the fall but usually they're they just have to look at it a long time before you know and you want something to kind of flat if it's laying on its side i don't get anywhere near as many bites not this are time you of year. are you fishing brush in front of the docks or just the dock itself the, the walkways of the docks usually okay not even the front. I didn't fish the front of a dock. So I lost a big one at the front of a dock. Just so, and the reason why, because I just pitched there as I was moving across. Didn't even recognize it was a bite until he already had me under the ladder and he broke me off, you know, and it's a big, big one. So the next day I, I had to fish the fronts of the docks, you know, and I, I caught my biggest fish came at about seven feet, but every other fish came at under two feet. You know, Saturday, my biggest came in a foot of water. The first pole, the first pole on the walkway. Wow. In 20-something degree weather, you know. They just wow. don't care on that lake, man. Yeah, I was uh, catching them on, on – uh, I upgraded. So I, I caught most of my fish about uh, five, three to five foot of water. But I upgraded on the docks, too, with a, with a lipless. And I, I it was like two – I was catching them in two feet of water. I mean, it was crazy. I didn't – I just – I didn't think it would happen. And I, I just I was going to try it. and. I threw my lipless in between these two boathouses and bam, I got one. I'm like, whoa. And I kept doing it and I kept catching them. And I caught, I caught four upgrades uh, during the tournament after I filled my car both days doing that. So yeah, I was shocked too that they'd be that shallow. Yeah. yeah that's where they live, man. It's just, even uh, yeah. my biggest fish out of that lake is uh, eight and a quarter. I caught this past August and uh, nice. it, it was in three foot of water, man. You know? Wow. Under yeah. That's what, foot of water, that, man. Yeah. That's what I hear. Like the, like, and, and from experience too, the Texas bass, they're very territorial. I mean, they ain't going to move a whole lot of ways. I mean, if they like a spot, they're staying there. It doesn't matter what the water temp is. Mm -hmm. That's why the Palestine's like that at Fork. I generally fish deeper in the okay. hot summer, you know. Yeah. I do. Yeah, when I fish, yep. I, I think when I fish Fork, I've caught all my fish in like 10 to 12 foot of water there. Yeah, I, I generally do. In the, you know, this time of year, you can't fish shallow enough. All winter, I fish shallow at Fork, but in the in the hottest summer, I like to fish. I just like fishing deep, you know. Uh, so I, I I love offshore fishing too. It's fun. I'm not mm -hmm. the best at it, you know, but I'm better at getting up in there with them, you know, right up the creek or something. But I just uh, I just know that. I mean, I whenever I had a boat, me and my brother, there was one one boathouse that had a brush pile under it and it was in 18 feet of water the last dock before the dam on palestine and we tried and it was a big brush pile and we tried and tried to try to catch them out of there and uh you know i catch a, catch a two pounder every now and then but i've never been able to catch any deep deep bass on palestine at all and i've tried a lot you know i never have some guys do them but not not that many right i wonder i wonder why that is i mean that'd be a great place for them to like hang low know. and get weird yeah it might i mean every lake's different yeah water it, it doesn't yeah i don't know man i mean the strikers every, and the crappie live deep you know I right know. Yeah, yeah 
I mean, every lake's different too. I mean, it's, yeah, it's that's the weird, that's the weird thing about it. There's a Crazy. when uh you know the lake. Is it, is it just right? yeah? Oh. It just forage based like bluegill eaters, where 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 they're just staying up shallow. Is it is it more of a forage I, thing? I, it very well could be. They got to eat. I would think so. There, yeah. you know. I mean, the, where the where the food is, that's where they are. You know, I mean, I was seeing a I was fishing a wind blowing shore, and there was shad everywhere. I could I mean, I actually almost thought about throwing a buzz bait for a minute because there was a couple bass. I could see their tail fins chasing shad shallow. I'm like. Wow. I didn't. Even, I didn't bring. I didn't bring any surface lures. I, I. I swear to God, I probably could have caught one on a buzz bait. I mean, they were they were chasing shad in like two feet of water. If I would have put a buzz bait on, I guarantee I would have caught one. But it, you know, it was 20, 28 degrees yeah. out. I didn't. I'm like, I'm not bringing any surface stuff. There's not gonna be a surface bite, but I probably could have. But yeah, I, I think there were the. I mean, obviously, there were the food is. You know, I mean, that's that's what they eat. They. I mean, that's what they do. They eat and they breed and they you know, go to the bathroom. That's, that's their life. That's right. All right. Well, I mean, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, we appreciate y'all giving on, but before we let everybody go, we want to give you a chance to shout out anybody that makes fishing easier for you. Andy, we'll start with you, man. I mean, obviously my wife, I mean, yeah. she lets me do it. No, I mean, she's, She's my biggest fan. I mean, we're best friends. I mean, I've, she's my high school sweetheart. I mean, I've been dating her since I was 14 years old. So wow. she, her dad was a big outdoorsman. My, my whole family's a huge, like huge outdoors hunting, fishing. I mean, I grew up outside and I mean, my dad took me over. Her dad was a big fisherman and her dad died when we were young and I really never had a chance to meet him. I and mean, it kind of kills me because I would have loved to fish with him. I never got to fish with him, but I mean, my wife and I fished all the time together. So she's my number one fan. Shout out to her. Um, you know what? I'm not a, I don't have any sponsors. I don't, I don't, I'm just not into that game. I don't, I, I'm not a big YouTuber. I know you got to like play. I'm just not, I'm, 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 I'm older. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure if like zoom called me or something, I'd be like, hell yeah, I'll hop on. But I'm not, I'm just not, a big, I'm not big into the big sponsor things. You know, I, I honestly take a lot of pride going up and cash and check with a blank shirt on. I don't know. Just, I don't know. Just, uh, it's just kind of who I am. I just, I'm not in it for that, you know, but I'm not, I'm not saying I would never do it. I mean, like if I got the right calls and if someone was paying me to like fish full time, I'd do it for sure. I'd quit my day job. I mean, I own my own business, but I'd, I'd stop doing that. But, um, uh, I, I'd shout out to my local bass club toes, angling, angling, angling Alliance, great club. I've been with them for a long time. Learn a lot. We got a lot of young guys. I learn a lot. You wouldn't think about it, but I learn a lot from the young guys. They think cool. differently. They fish differently. They do things differently. They bring a lot to the table. Where's that? Um, out of? In, Where's that club? Uh, out of? Om Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, cool. Uh, so we fish actually. So like every Wednesday night, uh, starting here in a couple of weeks, we fish all the Omaha lakes, um, which is freaking hard. You're fishing lakes in a metro, you know, Omaha, Omaha. Um, <laughs> so i mean you get, we got and they're not managed very well i mean our, our game and parks i mean you can't blame them i mean they're these are just flood control dams they're not they're not meant to you know be awesome trophy fisheries i mean but we do good i mean i've caught i i mean i've caught six seven pounders out of them 22 inches you know if you know what you're doing i mean i've, I've fished these lakes my whole life so I'm, I'm really good at them i know how to fish them but so we fish those and then every month we have a dj which is called a du jour which we travel um out of state um to a, a lake like our big ones uh roy lake in south dakota that one's in june that's just freaking awesome and a great time great guys great time to hang out um 
And then, you know, I, I guess just shout out to everybody, all my competitors. Thank you for uh, giving me the opportunity to compete because if I didn't have you, we wouldn't be doing this. You know what I mean? So shout out to everyone that's passionate about fishing and loves it and to make this sport great, man. And, and shout out to everyone who's honest. Um, you know, just back in the day, there were so many cheaters, man. Karma's going to get your ass. Just don't, you know, I just heard, I was on that podcast last night and they were yeah. saying there's some guy in Arkansas that was cheating. I mean, like, they'll get, I don't they'll get, get it. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. What? They'll get you eventually. Yeah, but I don't know why, why do people do it. Is it just they want the fame or they're just so desperate to win? I don't, I don't get it. If you, if you, if you do it right and you work hard, it's going gonna, it's gonna to land in your lap. You know, it's going to happen. You know, just don't – just never give up. I mean, that's my, that's, my, that's my motto. Never give up, man. I fish till the last second. It don't matter what in life. Everything in life, my business, um, everything I pursue, if I, if I put my eyes on it, I'm going to get it. You know, I, I never give up, man. You know, you got you to gotta think positive. So, I mean, just, just shout out to all the good people, you know. I mean, the, the world's crazy right now with all the crap going on, man. I, I'm heartbroken, man. I'm, like, crying about it. This just sucks. Um, you know, I wish people were more kind. Um, so I, I, I try to do that, man. I can, only con- I can only control myself and what I do. I can't control what other people do. So I, I do my best to be kind, to give, to help. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I love helping people fish, man. I don't care. I'll, I'll share anything. I'll tell you where I'm catching them. I'll, I'll, I'll bring you to my spot. I don't care. You know, I mean, you still got to catch the fish, but, um, I just shout out to all the cool people, you know, shout out to all the nice people. Cause that's, that's the most important thing in life. I like it. All right, Michael, how about you, man? Uh, well, from my perspective, it all, I believe in God and it all starts with him from the, from the creation onward. So, you know, it, the biggest thanks, I can just give thanks to him for allowing me to, the means to do this. And my brother and my wife, you know, well, I'm, I got a business too. When I'm gone, my brother makes sure it's not burnt down when I get back, you know, and that's, <laughs> that's, it, it, that's just, I can't, uh, can't thank him enough. And my wife keeps everything going in the house, you know, make sure all my bills are paid and the lights are on and something to eat in the fridge while I'm off running around. And that's, uh, there's just not, I can't say enough about, about that, you know, and I'll tell you, as far as fishing goes, there's a little tackle shop in North Richland Hills, Texas called Anglers Pro Tackle and Outdoors. From my kayak to 95% of the stuff in it is, uh, it came from that, that shop, you know, and it's, uh, they're one of the mom and pop shops. It's a real good place. It's, uh, they do a uh, online business too. If anybody wants to give them you know, just give them some business, man. They, they're going against Bass Pro Shop 20 minutes down the road, you know, and it, that's a rough way to make a living, man. And they do it good. Heck they yeah. really care. Yeah. They, you know, it's a good, it's my favorite place to go in the whole world. You know, it's, it's awesome. And they help us, you know, I'm, I'm live in a, in a big, huge metropolis, DFW Metroplex. And out of, uh, you know, we got a big, uh, North Texas kayak. It's a big one and oh anyway and uh we we're lucky here we got mariner sales and anglers pro tackle and you know we're all well situated as far as sponsorships and you know they take interest in what we do and that's uh i, th- I think that thank them for that looks like my battery's about to die man all right well, we we made it just in time. Man. <laughs> yeah, I know. Great time. I don't know how to plug it up, man. 
<laughs> All right. You're like well, me. We, we, we appreciate y'all guys. Thank you for being on and have good luck the rest of the season. Hopefully we'll, uh, we'll have you back on after you win some more. Yeah. Keep that yeah, momentum going guys. Keep it, keep it up. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, great job, Michael. Thanks. Michael, it was an honor. It was an honor fishing against you, man. I didn't realize that, you know, that was your, that, that was your home turf, man. I'm, I'm humbled and honored that I was able to fish against you and do well against you. Um, you so good, hats, hats off to you, man. I, 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 I had a good time. Great, great time. Thank you. I'll see you in Kentucky. I am going. Yep. <laughs> you too. All right, man. Safe right. travels. Thank you, Thank you for having me guys. Thank you. All right. yeah. Good luck, gentlemen. You know, I, I thought about, I mean, it's stupid, but I, I thought about opening up a tackle shop right, right across the street from Bass Pro and call it, call it Bass Amateurs and just <laughs> carry okay. all the bait, all the baits that they don't sell. Like, you know, if they don't have what, what an egg zone or whatever brand it is that you like, you know, just carry this stuff that they don't. Cause even if they're Bass Pro, they can't have everything, you know, the Bass Amateur, what yeah, shop or shack? It's, it's a terrible idea. Don't do no, that. No. Nobody take that. And you, you got the you got the Tanger outlets. You can you can put it up over there, or you can put it just put it in Bucky's. Bucky's is right there. <laughs> yep. Now you got it. Yep. All right. So let's go over these uh these tournaments. We got um. Oh, I got all that. I think I missed a couple of them here, but uh, we had Georgia Bass Nation on Lake Ufala. They had forty three anglers. Uh, Dylan Lowry won that with ninety and a half. Joseph Gayton with 88 and Josh Choi with 87 and three quarter natural state kayak anglers. They were on Greer's Ferry, 39 anglers, Tyler Kinkerdahl, Kickdahl, Kirk Endahl. There we go. 79 and a quarter. I'm from Mississippi. You, you got to <laughs> take it easy on me. I barely read. Uh, Mark Cothran with 74 and Jody Bowers with 73 inches. And then Kayak Angler Association, they were on Bartlett Lake out in Arizona, 35 anglers. Mark Kyle with 77 three quarter. Uh, Raymond Rana with 71 and three quarter. And Andrew Martin with 68 and three quarter. So, uh, yeah, congrats to them. And thank you for being being my co host there, Chuck. Yeah, man. Appreciate Dude, you, man. Andy and Michael, man, those are, those are some good guys. It's, you know what, not, not only, you know, him coming in and winning on that lake, but it's tough to be consistent on your home lake too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. That, but that I, home field yeah. advantage isn't good all the time. No, it's really not. Lord, I know that one. But uh, right, Chuck, <laughs> while you're here, tell everybody your social media, man. Uh, well, uh, Chuck Wise, you can search me on Instagram. I think it's Chuck's, Chuck Wise Fishing. Facebook is Chuck Wise. I have a small, stupid YouTube channel, but Dan, he he's got a he's got a he's got a growing YouTube channel now. Yeah, I'm, I went viral. I have like 120 followers. Dude, now, so. I got like 12. All, all my my mom, my dad, my wife. Hey, I'm I'm following. So <laughs> yeah. look, you can look at my Daniel those friends. But yeah. get on Chuck's get on Chuck's YouTube, man. Show him some love. He, he I've watched your videos. You have you have good on the water footage. Mine's yeah. just like. I don't have a GoPro out in the kayak yet, so I'm just yeah. doing like stupid. And so I give away some juice, but I'm doing like you oh, know yeah. my juice. It's I don't know if it's like the juice for everybody, but I give away what I think is. You know, well, maybe we can just merge them because I'm gonna yeah. film. All, I I didn't film Lay because it was just it was so cold, and I was I don't know I, I was not looking forward to that to that event. 
So I didn't even take the GoPro. And I'm glad I didn't because I caught three fish. That was it. <laughs> yeah, I caught one. So there you yeah. go. But on Logan Martin, I'll be filming. I'll film all the rest of the tournaments that we fish. So yeah. editing just takes so long. Does it? See, I don't even know. I yeah, all you the minor vlog... like one shot and then you're done. Yeah, minor vlog style. If it sucks, I go back and re-record it. Dude, so I, I, I usually record twice because the first time I'll say something really ignorant and then I'll go back and re-record it. <laughs> Dude, I, I wish I could just like put the whole day on there, but it's like you know eight hours or nine hours. You can't. It's impossible to load all that on there. But yes, man. Yeah. I, I... Or I could go live, but. On YouTube to go live, you got to have like a thousand subs. So yeah, if you oh, guys want to see some live fishing out of a kayak, go sub. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. Uh, yeah, follow our YouTube though, Chuck Wise and Daniel Perry Fishing. Get on there. Yeah, Chuck Wise uh, Fishing. If you wanna, if you wanna see something, but it's not that good. I like I like your videos, man. Don't be yeah. like that. Like I said, I, I got I got some. I'm gonna get a better GoPro probably this year. You know, sell the house and all that stuff works out. I'll buy your old, oh, sell me your old GoPro. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. I'll just give it to you. I ain't going to sell it to you. I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching, everybody, and we'll see you again next time. Oh, and uh, as always, say, where are your PFDs? I, I think I got it. I'm obligated to say that now. You got to say that. Yeah. All right. See you all next week. Later. See you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website, paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures your Midwest premier paddle sports destination, go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jigmasters Jigs, when in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.